Hey, this is Sierra Levesque, and you're listening to The Mosh Pit. From the Stereo Sound Record Studios, your home for the best in unsigned and indie punk, rock, and metal. This is The Mosh Pit with your host, Wes Everett. Welcome to The Mosh Pit. It's your host, Wes Everett. I am here with my lovely guest, Miss Sierra Levesque from Ontario. Yes, from Ontario, Canada. Thank you very much for having me. Absolutely. Thank you for sitting in. Um, Let's just start this with how long have you been in music? Well, I started doing anything music related when I was around the age of three. I actually began singing in musicals in my local town. I was in Aladdin, Shrek, The Little Mermaid. I even ended up playing Annie in Annie. So I was, yeah, I was a big musical theater kid. And then around the age of seven was when I decided, you know what? I think I'd like to start learning instruments. So I started taking singing and piano lessons as well as songwriting. And that's where it all started for me. Ever since I was seven, I've been performing live anywhere I can get really, whether it's paid, unpaid, really just any performance opportunity at all. And so since then I've learned guitar, piano, bass and drums. And now I do most of my performances with me singing and playing guitar. So it's been a a good journey. That is awesome. That is so cool. Uh, Do you have a preference of your instrument? Do you have a preferred one that you like the best? Well, I would say that it it does switch between guitar and piano quite a bit because I songwrite on both. And since I started with piano first, I always do love going back to the piano. But I would say that at this point, guitar is my favorite instrument to play with just because there's so many rock songs you can sing and play with at the same time for shows. And even though piano can be great as well, it's a bit harder to carry around a keyboard. So, yeah, yeah, guitar, I would say, is my favorite. (laughs) That's awesome. That is awesome. I'm, and you're what, 15? I'm 17 now. 17. Okay. Sorry. Old bio. (laughs) Um, So you've been killing it. I mean, since you were seven, basically 10 years, just absolutely killing it in the music business. Thank you. Yes. I've been trying as best as I can. (laughs) Now, you just got a sponsorship with a guitar? Yes, recently um, I am a Fender artist and I also received this amazing guitar right here, my Acousasonic. They sent that to me and that's been one of my favorites to use live for the past six months, pretty much. Uh, I got it just before Christmas time or after, somewhere around there. And it's been with me at almost every show I've had since. So around almost 50 shows now that I've used it for and it's really reliable and it was just such a great kind gesture of them to give that to me and I also use Fender amps which is great I love the Mustang amps and things like that so yeah Fender is my main brand right now and I'm also using um, Gator Cases they've also decided to bring me on board as an artist which has been great they're a, a female run Gator company and uh, they really have great products. So it's been great to have both of those companies support. That's very cool. Congratulations on all that. Thank you very much. Yes, it's been great. Let's talk about your influences as far as, you know, the songs that you really, the artists that you gravitate more toward that kind of shape your style. 
Mm -hmm. Well, right now, I would say based on my music, if someone listened to it, they would definitely hear three main artists. I say that they would hear some Avril Lavigne. Now, that's because of the piano components. I do have a few songs like that where she sings a lot, kind of a, a little bit more ballad-like about experiences she's gone through. Not as much pop as her but I would say more just the piano aspect and the voice as well then the other band that you would hear a lot in my music is heart because a lot actually can people do compare me to having kind of the powerful voice of Anne with the guitar skills of Nancy which is very kind and so in a lot of my songs you hear the powerful high belting vocals over a little catchy guitar riff so that's where they hear that and finally, the third band that people have said they hear in my music is Scorpions. There's a lot of my songs that have that, you know, nice, catchy intro guitar solo, like a lot of their songs have, as well as how the singer Klaus can be loud and singing, but then in an instant, he switches to a quiet voice in the song, such as Wind of Change or something like that. So I have quite a few songs with that feel as well. So those are the three main artists that I listen to their music and say, you know what, I definitely have pulled influences from all of them. Even though there are quite a few others, uh, those are the three main ones right now who I would say my music is shaped, shaped after. Hello Hydra, Liability.
very cool um do you do any of their covers from any of those bands yes i do i actually cover a lot of their songs in my performances i always throw in a mix of covers for everyone so i cover songs from country to pop to rock but i do have a lot of avril lavigne covers especially on the piano and a fun fact is that when i was three when i started musical theater the song innocence by avril lavigne was the first one that I ever sang. So for some reason I had memorized the lyrics or something and it came on the radio and my parents and cousins were in the car and looked at me and said, oh my God, Sierra, I didn't know you could sing that. <laughs> Little three-year-old me. So I guess that was what stuck with me. So I definitely love covering her songs, especially on piano. And then Heart have been my biggest hits for covers. My favorite one to do at every show is Crazy On You. I learned that guitar intro and that's been great. I also enjoy doing Magic Man, Barracuda, and always learning new songs by them as well. And then Scorpions, I've been learning more recently and trying to make them acoustic covers as opposed to electric because a lot of my shows are acoustic. So I've made an acoustic version of Still Loving You and No One Like You. So those have also been big hits as well. Wow. That's awesome. That is awesome. I, I love seeing bands and artists who can take those other songs and just make them their own. Yes. Yeah, I definitely try to. And like I said, my new acoustic sonic is great because it has a longer fretboard than my other acoustics. So I'm able to use that for songs like Still Loving You when I have capo up on the sixth fret, which wouldn't have been as easy on, on my other acoustics. So it really helps for that. Very cool. Very cool. As far as live shows go, um, what's been your favorite venue to play? Well, my favorite to date has been the Whiskey Go-Go. That was an amazing experience. And I went there in May. It was part of a rock and roll fantasy camp. So what we did there was they had visiting artists, um, Melissa Etheridge, Orianthi, and Nancy Wilson, oh, and Kathy Valentine of the Go-Go's were all there. So what you would get to do is it was about four or five days long, and each day would be focused on one artist. So one day was the Nancy Wilson day, one day was the Orianthi day, and I got to play Crazy on You at Nancy Wilson. Then that night, we had a performance at the Viper Room, which was amazing. And then the next day was the Orianthi day, and that night we had a performance at the Whiskey Go-Go. And my little group that was made up of kind of like bands, we played um, Toxicity by mm -hmm. Sissipa Down. We played Sweet Child of Mine by Guns N' Roses, which was my main song because we had three singers. So it was a little bit difficult to split up everyone's songs and make it even. But I thought, you know what? I'm going to vouch for Sweet Child of Mine. So that was mine that I kind of took over on that show. And then we also played a song by Aranthi with her. So that was great. And just the crowd and the legacy of being there was amazing. And I definitely hope to be back there with my own music sooner than later. That's killer. That is killer. I love it. I love it. Thank you. Yeah, it was so cool. And it was just even to be in the dressing rooms, it was crazy. It was really fun. <laughs> so did you get any advice from any of them on music? Yes, for sure. I've actually been lucky enough to receive advice from a lot of people. And that was through... During COVID, um, this same rock and roll fantasy camp organization had these things called online masterclasses, where each day or week they would have a visiting artist on Zoom and you would get your chance to ask them a question. So through that, I got to ask a lot of amazing artists for advice. That was always my question because a lot of people, you know, had the normal, typical fan questions like, 
what was your favorite album to sing or something like that. But I thought, you know what, I'm going to try and get as most as I can out of it for my own career. So for almost every session, the people running it would already know what I was going to ask. <laughs> they would already know that Sierra was going to say, what would your best advice be for me? So I was lucky enough to get advice from Alice Cooper, which was amazing. He told me to continue following in my path and focusing on my branding, which really helped a lot. Um, Roger Daltrey gave me amazing advice as well. Uh, Lita Ford, so many amazing people. And then at the in-person camp, I also had the chance to speak to the visiting artists. And Nancy Wilson was my biggest supporter and has been for quite a while since she first found me on Instagram. So she's been giving me so much advice a lot about just staying true to yourself and as well as Orianti gave me great advice as well. So I've just been very grateful to have these opportunities to speak to these people who have given me their advice from their amazing careers. So it's been great. Sierra Levesque, get off my stage. Oh 
I sing better. I play guitar better. I play drums better. I write songs better. I rock better. I dress better. I act better. That's killer. That's killer. Better. Well, I'm going to flip the script on you. If you had to give advice, what would you give to the upcoming bands trying to make a name for themselves? Well, the one piece of advice that I always say is to try and play or perform anywhere you can, even if you think, you know what, why would someone want to hear music at some weird little restaurant where no one usually plays? Or why would someone want to hear music on the street corner at three o'clock? I've kind of tried to do it all for myself, and that has really helped in getting my name out there, getting people to realize that I am working hard for it, not just performing at bigger venues, and also getting people to see different sides of me. I perform sometimes only piano, sometimes an electric show, an acoustic show. So I would say that performing anywhere you can, anytime, really, is the best advice I can give because it will help you build up your brand, your song repertoire, and just your confidence to perform at even bigger places later. Yep, all that's 100%, 100% true. Do you write your own songs? Yes, I do. I currently have, I would say, around 20 fully completed songs, and I have 13 at the moment fully recorded and ready to be used hopefully soon. So it's been it's been great. And like I said, I started songwriting when I was around seven, seven. So it's been about 10 years of just kind of starting out with writing silly little songs about crazy things that I don't even know what, what they were about. And now kind of really trying to focus on a main point that I'm getting across using them. And I'm kind of starting now to get the main points that I want to across in my songs, especially through my last few that I've written. So that's been a great process. Very cool. Um, are you working on an EP or a full album? Right now, I'm working on hopefully releasing a single very soon. I'm starting off with doing a few things on social media first. I just recently posted a video for one of my original songs, um, a live performance of it, actually, that I had with a band. And that's kind of a tester to see how people react. So in a few weeks, I'm going to analyze everything, see what the comments were, how many shares, how many views. And based on that, I'm going to make the decision if I should release it right then or maybe in a few more months. But I think I'm going to be releasing that one fairly soon, just as a little test to see how it works out since I haven't really done that yet. I've spent a lot of my time learning about how to release things through online courses I've been doing. So I did a a few college online courses with Berkeley College of Music. And through those, I've made around five marketing business plans for myself as an artist, which has been great, but I haven't yet got to do it in real life. So it's been a long process of trying to learn as much as I can, sorry, much as I can. And I think that now is the time to really try and do that in real life. So very soon, I'm hoping to have more news about that release. Okay, cool. Well, uh, be sure to tag us in it. We'll help promote it as well. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. I will for sure. Okay. As far as that class for releasing songs, do they give a EP album versus singles kind of breakdown? Yes, for sure. I was fortunate enough to do around five online courses so far with Berkeley, and they're all 12-week courses. So they're very long, a lot of different lessons. And the main ones that helped me with that were Music Marketing 101. And then I also did another one called Modern Day Music Marketing um, Direct-to-Fan Campaigns. So both of these were based fully around the idea of yourself as an artist releasing 
either an album, single, or EP. You could choose based on what you thought was right. And you built a whole campaign and project around that idea. So I have full projects for myself based on releasing singles and albums. And it goes from everything to what radio stations in the area and surrounding areas you would approach, uh, what press you would approach, all different kinds of things. And I think my last project might've been around 20 pages long. Like there's a lot of, a lot of information you have to gather and prepare. So right now I'm, I think, I think I'm pretty good at the planning, but now it's just on to the executing. Very cool. Well, good luck. Best of luck on all that. Thank you very much. Moxie, good enough. Fuck that.
Uh, Going back to that, um, you writing songs. Have you ever thought about selling your songs to other artists? Yes, I actually have. I would say that I have a few songs that in writing them, I picture them for someone else other than myself. Okay. So I have songs with country feelings and vibes, for example. And since I'm not looking to be a country artist myself, I would definitely see one day trying to approach others or just use through a song writing publisher, trying to get that to other people. And even my own songs that I do perform, a lot of the rock ones, I say, you know what? This song is a ghost song because <laughs> one of my favorite bands is Ghost. So mm -hmm. I have a, a specific song where I don't know why, but I wrote it and I realized it was a ghost song. So mm -hmm. things like that, even though I could use it for myself, some are just I know that it's meant for someone else. So I would definitely be open to that in the future and hoping to get that going as well as a possible other stream of revenue. Very cool. Would you allow creative liberties on the songs that you write yes i think i would because in songwriting as a songwriter myself and an artist i know that if someone were to present me with a song i would probably find maybe even at least one little thing to make it my own so i would definitely say that i would allow that and i would definitely be open to any input that people would want to give at any point because it's always something that could benefit the song in a good way there you go there you go do you have any, have you written any that would work better as a duet or collaboration other than a solo? Yeah, I actually have. A, I went to a songwriting course a few years ago in person at Berkeley. And at that, I was writing with a lot of other different artists from across the U.S. and even across the world. And so a few of my songs that I have, I have been performing alone, but I could definitely see the opportunity for duets in a few of them for sure. Even I love the idea of duets across different genres, like what Megadeth just did with Ice-T. That was so interesting, but it worked. I liked it and kind of like that. So two rock artists would be cool for maybe one, but I also really like the idea of kind of trying to span, <clears throat> sorry, span across the genres, which would be cool. Yeah. Would you have a preferred, like a rock, you being rock and maybe bringing on a country artist or? Uh... Yeah. I mean, I haven't quite thought about who it would be, even pop. Like, say if I were to do a song with Dua Lipa, I feel like that would be interesting. I'm not sure. I feel like something with a heavy guitar and then a, a pop voice or even a rapper something like that could be an interesting move country as well for sure that could be cool but anything with combining the heavy rock song with a different sounding voice i think could work i mean eminem made it work with dito so yep that's true <laughs> so, many, so many of them they're really cool <laughs> absolutely absolutely three goals that you want to have accomplished in the next 12 months in the next 12 months, I would like to complete one more online Berkeley course for sure. And I think this one that I would like to complete is called Music Therapy. And this would allow me to help teach others because I, I also enjoy teaching guitar and singing. And it would specifically help me teach those with special needs. So this would be a really good opportunity to keep in my back pocket. And so that's one goal. Second goal, I would like to release my first song, as I was mentioning. So I'm hoping to have that all good, all planned out. And even I may go as far as to say is to reach 3,000 streams. I'm not sure. That's just a, a nice, modest goal. But hopefully, you know what, in the next 12 months, I'll achieve that. And number three, I would like to do another performance somewhere in the U.S. Because this past summer, I was traveling a lot. 
doing a few performances at different venues like the Whiskey Go-Go and just as a part of things. So I would like to perform another time in a different city that I haven't got to perform in. So I would say those are my three main goals right now. Very cool. How far south are you looking to come as far as the states? Well, so far I've performed in North Carolina, in Mm -hmm. Wilmington. I've performed in New York City at Lady Gaga's Family Restaurant, which was amazing. That That was awesome. Um, I've performed in Los Angeles and let me think, I think that's it right now. Yes. So I'm hoping to maybe make my way to Nashville. Mm-hmm. I think that would be awesome. I know there's so many, I already know quite a few musicians in Nashville already. So I think that I could do a show there and even something like, um, Ohio or Cleveland. Yeah. Cleveland, because that's where the hall of fame is rock and roll hall of fame. So yeah. I'm sure people would like and appreciate the music there. So those are my top places I'm looking for right now. I'm hurt. You didn't say Atlanta. Oh, you know we what? Are. <laughs> I, I could perform in Atlanta. I know a lot of people in Atlanta, but for some reason, all the people I know there are R and B artists and rappers. So I'll have to try and find some rock. There's your, there's your collaboration. That's true. You know what? I could reach out to some of my Atlanta R&B friends. <laughs> yes, for sure. The cold stairs, nothing but the blues.
Okay, you brought up playing for Lady Gaga in New York. What mm. was that like? Well, it was just really surreal to be at her restaurant because I knew that she had been there many times and her family owns it. So I sadly, she was on tour herself, so I couldn't quite see her. But in the middle of the performance, her dad walked in. And I thought, oh, goodness, because I had researched images and what he looked like just on a slight chance. And he sat down in a chair and said, play me a song <laughs> in that tone. So I was like, oh, goodness, this is stressful. And then he said, come on, introduce yourself and play me a song. <laughs> and I thought, oh, goodness. OK, so I uh, introduced myself again and I was shaking and I played a song <laughs> and he ended up recording it, filming it on his phone because it was actually the song that Lady Gaga had written for who he named the restaurant after. The restaurant is called Joanne after Lady Gaga's um, late aunt who passed away at a young age. So I learned that song called Joanne and performed it for him. And I think it really hopefully translated across. And he, yeah, he recorded it and said that he needed to come down to see me after booking me. So that was awesome and really appreciated that. Very cool. Congratulations. Thank you. I mean, it, was, it was quite awesome, especially just to see him walk in. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I can imagine that whole, oh, that is him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And especially then when we started filming, I was like, oh, my goodness, where is this video going to go? Like, I have no idea. It was just, yeah, I was excited. <laughs> that is awesome. So do you have any live shows coming up that you want to plug? Yes, for sure. I actually right now have a big live show coming up in November. November 5th, I'll be performing up in the Yukon, which is right beside Alaska. So it's really a big, uh, big travel. And I'll be opening for a few Canadian rock bands, such as one called the Killer Dwarfs. They were really big in the 80s and had all their videos on MTV. So that's going to be awesome. And as well as my guitar teacher, Ron Bumblefoot Thal, who used to be in Guns N' Roses and who's in Sons of Apollo, will be going there with me as well. So that's going to be a fun opportunity. And I've never been that far up north or don't think I'll even ever be back. So that's going to be a fun, cool opportunity in the snow. <laughs> Wow. So you said that's right next to Alaska? Yep. So Alaska is to the left. And then on the Canadian side, right next to it is the Yukon. So it's pretty much Alaska. Just, yeah, just the same. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Well, I hope the show goes great. Um, I guess, are you going to do any lives? Any? Um... Yes, I'm hoping to definitely film a lot of it. And it's going to be one of my first bigger shows as well. So hoping to get a lot of documentation for that one. Very cool. Very cool. Looking forward to seeing that on all your socials. And speaking of your socials, where can everybody find you? Well, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, YouTube, every single social media platform under the name Sierra Levesque Music. And if you can't spell that, Levesque is L-E-V-E-S-Q-U-E. Now, you know, it's a bit of a hard name to spell, but I'm thinking that once it starts going and people know it it may be like one of the other names that people didn't know how to spell at first so hopefully i can get it to go just like uh, alanis morissette some people when she first started out they had no idea how to spell morissette so hoping to kind of do the same thing with this name but like i said sierra levesque music everywhere and i would really appreciate your follow absolutely well, we will publish this we will push this out plug you tag you on everything and we'll get you some more followers Awesome. Thank you very much. I really appreciate that. Thank, thank you. you for thank you for sitting in on the marsh pits and I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you. You as well. Thank you again for having me. Atrapa, a